Life can get hectic, weighing you down. You've traded in your smile for an unbotoxed frown. Ditch the blues, tune on in. I'm sure you will agree. When life hands you lemons, just suck it and see. You are tuned in to another episode of Suck It and See, the podcast that explores life's many messy lessons through the lenses of curiosity, hope and humour. Let's face it folks, shit happens, but if we can learn something, grow from the experience and have a good old belly laugh along the way, isn't that what life's all about? I'm your host Nathie Gaffney, thanks for joining me, let's jump in. Hello lovelies, it's great to be back. Today we're going to be talking about uncertainty. Who's freaked out by uncertainty? You know, that that thing of we don't really know what's going to happen or we can't control events so that we can be absolutely certain of the outcome. Now some people are okay with it, some people are absolutely freaked out by it. I've got a lot of uncertainty going on in my life at the moment. I left my corporate job of seven and a half years to go out on my own and start my own consultancy. A few other things going on in life, which I may or may not go into later, but it did occur to me that this notion of being uncertain about the outcome of things, whereas previously, years ago, I would have been in that camp of being completely freaked out. This time, it's different. This time, I'm finding myself at peace with not knowing exactly what's going to happen. And I'm also finding myself excited. I'm excited that the full script isn't written, that there's space for me to move and create and imagine and maybe do something that's different to the script. And I know that 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 is not the case for everyone. So I thought it might be a worthwhile uh, worthwhile thing to explore today, and that is uncertainty. There's no doubt that uncertainty is uncomfortable. Not knowing exactly what's going to happen and not being able to control outcomes is pretty frightening. And we are certainly primed in our society and our culture to be very deterministic about what it is. You know, we we set those goals, we set that 12-month goal and that three-year goal and that five goal, and we have that, you know, smart goal setting. And, and we we are just primed and conditioned to think that if we put all the right plans in place, then shit will go down the way we want it to. But it's not always the case. And just even that, knowing that somehow, somewhere along the line, it might get derailed, fills people with apprehension, anxiety, fear, and they burrow in into resistance and create all kinds of pain and discomfort, not only for themselves, but certainly for those around them and, and oftentimes those they love. So I want to share a little story about the unexpected gifts that can happen when shit doesn't go as planned. Not that long ago, uh, a friend of a good friend of mine got a cancer diagnosis and it was a pretty aggressive diagnosis. 
understandably, rocked this guy's world. He is in his late 40s. He has a high-profile, very successful uh, career. He has a beautiful wife. He has three young children. He's got the house. He's got the dog. He's got the cars. He's probably got a holiday house, you know, very successful, all of that sort of stuff, all the bells and whistles. And his life is sailing along, uh, you know, looking like a beautiful travel brochure. And then in that one fell swoop, bang, out of the driveway drove certainty and seeing my kids grow up and go to school and go to university and do whatever and get married and have babies or whatever it is that they're going to do, growing old with my spouse, travelling the world, all of that stuff that he knew for sure he was working hard to put in place was all gone. And in that moment, up the driveway drove a massive semi-trailer load of uncertainty. Now, regardless of what we know about cancer, hanging over him was this massive cloud of uncertainty. Would he get to see his children grow up? Would he get to realise his dreams of doing whatever in life? Would he get to grow old with his spouse? His life was plunged from certainty in one day into complete uncertainty and a lack of control over elements than he was previously used to dealing with. And he did an interesting thing and not and he's not unusual in this, but it's just that I I heard his story. So what he did, um, and and this possibly won't come as any surprise, he got you know a, he got hit by that big realization of what the fuck is actually important here, and of course what he focused on was the people he loved, his family, his wife, his children, all of that sort of stuff. So immediately he scaled back from work. I mean, I don't know what that actually looked like, but that's what he did. Immediately, he was, you know, going away and spending, he was more available for his wife, he was more available for his children. Immediately, he started to refine and reshape his nutrition and the way he was, what he was putting into his body, what he was asking of his body. He reshaped it all immediately. So they were the things that he could do that were positive in the face of all this uncertainty. Here's the kicker, because he was going on and he was getting ready to have chemotherapy and all of that stuff that goes along with um, pretty advanced cancer diagnosis. Uh, When my friend got an email from him um, apologetically announcing to all the people and the friends that had reached out to him with their support that they got the diagnosis wrong. He didn't have cancer. Not that it had shrunk or that it had disappeared or that he'd been cured. It's just that it wasn't there anymore. What they thought was there isn't there. So now, look, whether or not uh, there'll be, you know, questions asked of the hospital and the doctors and all of that sort of stuff. Who knows? Uh, that's uh, that's another story and it's not my story to tell because I don't know it. What I was fascinated with, though, was this, this story of this person being plunged into uncertainty overnight um, and making all these changes 
that were so for the good of him and his loved ones in the face of all this uncertainty. And then <laughs> and then just like getting the Willy Wonka golden bloody ticket of, hey, look, mate, um, you know that thing we told you you have, you haven't got. And so he put in place all these things to reshape and make his life a better place to be. And then now he's escaped the danger. Now, I don't know what he will do in the months and the years to come. Will work leech back in and take over? Will his children who are seeing so much of him start to see less of him? I don't know. Time will tell. But what I do know is that when he was plunged into uncertainty, he responded in a way that gave meaning to his life. It gave meaning to the people that mean something to him and it created positive changes. Something to think about, isn't it? I guess one of the things that makes uncertainty easier or or more difficult to deal with, depending on which side of the coin you're sitting on, is whether or not you have a choice. I know that recently I made the decision to writing my keynote speeches and, you know, just really putting myself out there. And that is, you know, riddled with uncertainty. I don't know what's going to happen. And, and also what made it so challenging to leave and what took me so long to make the decision was because I actually genuinely love my job um, and I genuinely love what I do and I genuinely love the people I work with and for. So the decision to forego all of that and, you know, jump into the void of the great unknown was pretty hard and, and I'll not lie, it took me you know, several months to really kind of map it out and come to terms with it and, you know, weigh up weigh up the pros and cons. But having said that, I still have made the choice to create choice and, uh, you know, and uncertainty does provide you that because you don't know what's going to happen. So what drives human beings to so greatly desire and crave certainty you know that that feeling of knowing what the outcome will be and being really confident that that's how things are going to turn out and not allowing for uncertainty or ambiguity remember when we were kids we didn't know what the fuck was going to happen we were just like yeah just get on your push bike and go down that hill with your best mate sitting between the handlebars and no helmet I don't know what's going to happen. Something will happen because something always happens. Now, okay, maybe there were some broken bones and that's that's why you don't do it again. But but essentially, we were explorers. We were curious. You know, we all had that childhood curiosity. In fact, a, a guy who's been researching curiosity for about 25 years, you might say he's a really curious guy, a guy by the name of Todd Cashton. He wrote a book called Curious, and he talks about as we become adults, we have this this need for certainty, this desire to feel that in this moment, on that topic, about that person, that, that need to be right. 
And that's all fine because we do need certainty in certain areas of our lives. You know, if you've ever, you know, taught a child the rules of the road, you know, or how to stand at the traffic lights and you've got a two-year-old toddler going, I want to cross the road on my own. You know, we can be certain that, no, we're not going to allow that to happen, okay? But there are there are so many other times in our life when we're uncertain about things and we're not okay with it and just by perhaps being a little bit more curious and a little bit more open to the possibilities of life, maybe we could actually just enjoy ourselves a little bit more. I don't know. Um, Cashton had some some really interesting research. One of the things he says in his book, as adults, curiosity can become this really nice counterbalance to this desire and drive for certainty. If you scratch beneath the surface, uh, there's actually, you know, there's actually some really important points that he makes. When we are curious, and that is we're okay with ambiguity, we're okay with uncertainty, and, you know, we're okay with knowing, with not knowing all the answers. So when we're curious, we are open to expanding ourselves. And when we are in this state of mind, we explore. You see, when we're seeking certainty, we're actually looking for finality. We want to close down the search. We want to close down the argument sooner rather than later so that we can feel confident that we know what to do and how to act. As we come towards the end of the podcast of this episode, and I will put a link to Todd's book because it's really great and it goes into a lot more depth about um, how good cultivating your curiosity consciously can be really good for your mental, emotional, physical health and your longevity. And hell yeah, can we hear it for that? So he says, consider the contrast between curiosity and the need for certainty. He says, when we're curious or we're okay with uncertainty, we allow ourselves to be open to possibilities, whereas the need for certainty narrows possibilities. He says that curiosity creates energy and the need for certainty squeezes and depletes it. And then he also says that curiosity results in exploration, whereas the need for certainty creates closure. So curiosity and being okay with uncertainty is about discovery, whereas, you know, chasing certainty is about that need to remove ambiguity. That's why people get, that's why people get stuck in life. So I ask you at the end of this episode, when you find yourself facing uncertainty, ask yourself, have I got all the facts? Can I be certain that this thing that I am fearing is actually going to turn out the way I fear it? How about I flip it? You know, we're so conditioned to say, what's the worst that can happen? And we think about what, what the worst thing that could happen all the time. But how often do we actually stop and gift ourselves the opportunity of saying, yeah, but what's the best that might happen? Yeah. I mean, I'm not on the podcast as much as I would like to be because I'm constantly fearing the uncertainty of what if I say the wrong thing? What if no one listens to it? What if people think I'm stupid? What if, you know, what if, what if, what if, what if? And the fact is, I actually really enjoy podcasting. I really enjoy talking. I really enjoy sharing stories and ideas. And, you know, one of you might listen, 
10 of you might listen, a thousand of you might listen. I just don't fucking know. But at the end of the day, should that uncertainty stop me from exploring? Well, if you've listened to this far, you've gotten to the end of the episode, and I thank you for being curious enough to explore what I had to say in today's episode. Uncertainty's not all that bad. That's it for another episode, lovelies. Gee, I enjoy hanging out here and spending time with you. The good news is I am starting to branch out and create a presence elsewhere. So if you're interested in what I have to say, uh, I've now ported all my blogging and articles uh, over to Substack. So I will put a link to that in the show notes. I'll also put a link to Todd Cashton's book in the show notes and anything else of interest from today's episode. As always, you can find me on the socials. I'm not hanging out on Facebook that much, but definitely on Instagram, Nathie.gaffney. And of course, these days, you can, you can also find me on LinkedIn if you're in the professional space. So thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. And uh, and if you like what you hear, please, uh, please follow the podcast on either Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Until next time, ciao, ciao for now, lovelies.